Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to give a huge shout out to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week, month after month, and year after year. Thank you so much for the support and listening. Thank you so much for all of my new listeners for tuning in tonight. And as I always say, hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And thank God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Well, we're so thankful. Uh, Here we are in the month of March. It is unbelievable right now how this this year seems to be uh, passing by rather quickly. But we don't want it to go by too fast. Uh, uh, The month of March is a special month to me because it's my birthday month. Yes. So all of you who, uh, if you get to know me, you know I have a habit of always making that announcement weeks earlier when it comes to my birthday. I'm very proud of my birthday, and anytime I can celebrate it, I will. So uh, it will be in about the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, I'll be turning the big 5-1, so I'm very excited about that. 51 years young, looking forward to it. So uh, let's celebrate the whole month long. Well, tonight we have uh, another great guest. I've been very fortunate. This year has been absolutely awesome with the guests that we've had here on the show. And tonight we have uh, a great guest as well. We will be talking about her life. And I call this particular show uh, Young, Striving, and Thriving. So we're going to have a great conversation with my guest tonight about her life. Very interesting to see how... Uh, she's progressed uh, so well, beautiful young lady, and so you're going to hear her story uh, tonight. If you have any questions and or comments, you can call in at 917-889-8078. So if you had any questions and or comments for tonight, you can call in at 917-889-8078. 
And if you don't know, you can always listen to all of my shows on demand, all the past shows. We can be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So very appreciative of those other platforms that we're in. So you you won't be able you can you you can always listen to me uh, morning, noon, or night, regardless of where you are here in the whole world, as long as you have internet connection. Uh, you're able to catch the shows and catch some of the past guests that I've had here on the show. And I always like to recommend, uh, if you haven't visited my website at shipmanconsulting.com, I've actually created a page for the radio show. If you click on that, it'll take you to the page, and it shows a gallery of all of the past guests that we've had here on the show and a listing of all of the what I call solo shows where I had some different uh, financial topics that I address. So we cover a whole lot here on the show, business-wise, personal-wise, and from a life, just from a life standpoint. So I would encourage you to check that out to listen to some of the past uh, segments. Well, let's get started tonight. Uh, My guest my guest is a 10-year pageant competitor and describes herself as a girl boss building her empire. Most notably, she captured the title of 2019 Miss Illinois Teen USA and placed amongst the top 15 at the Miss Teen USA competition in Reno, Tahoe, Nevada. She attends Howard University as a junior, majoring in public relations with a minor in sports administration. In June 2020, she launched her blog, SincerelySinclair.com, and uses her blog post to provide motivation, productivity hacks, and college advice. She is now the CEO of Shop Sincerely Sinclair, an apparel brand that redefines what it means to be a girl boss. Like I said, she's a proud Howard Bison, a sign model with New York Model and Talent Management, blogger, newly converted vegan, and a public speaker. Let's welcome to the show tonight, Miss Amaya Allen. Hello, Amaya. How are you doing today? Hey there. I'm great. How about you? I'm doing well and enjoying uh, my, my, my summer heat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's an inside joke, y'all. I just We were talking earlier and... Uh, uh, Amaya uh, happened to be in a wonderful state of Florida, and uh, uh, she's getting a taste of the warm weather right now. <laughs> yes, and trying to soak in all that I can before I go back to cold and snowy Chicago. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wish we can send some heat up there to you guys. But you know what? It gets kind of hot up there in Chicago as well, though, during the summer. Yeah, so. yeah. And with this new month, March, hopefully it'll start warming up and we'll see some Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, good, good. Well, before I get started, or I should say as I get started, uh, I want to say this uh, to you, Maya. Uh, mm-hmm. You are a great example to young women across this country and the world, for that matter. And Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. And as they used to say when I was growing up, I know your <laughs> parents, so I know that you were raised right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're smart, ambitious, beautiful, accomplished in your own right, and you've placed yourself in a great position of influence. So in a nutshell, 
thank you so much for being a good example. I would do want to start wow. off by telling you that. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. That really means a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. So tell me about this. I have to, uh, in reading your bio, you are newly converted vegan. You mm-hmm. have to tell me a little bit about that. I know it's a means of taking good care of yourself, but uh, tell me how is that working out? You know what? This journey through veganism has been, um, it's been a little rough, but one that I'm so grateful for. Um, before being vegan, I admittedly did not eat healthy at all. I mean, I love McDonald's and all the fast food, macaroni and cheese, you know, the soul food and being at Howard and being a college student. I mean, there are just so many unhealthy options. So I definitely knew that I needed to make a positive change um, in my health and just the food that I ate. But being, you know, in college and being at Howard, there weren't too many vegan options. And honestly, you know, my college student budget would not allow for me (laughs) to buy different vegan foods. I didn't have a kitchen in my dorm. So when COVID hit and I was at home and just cooking a lot more, I brought the idea back up to my parents. And like many vegans, we watched um, a documentary called What the Health? And we were like, okay, no more meat, no more dairy. And we kind of just made that switch. So we've had a lot of fun um, experimenting with different recipes in the kitchen and watching, I don't know if you know Tabitha Brown, but she's a pretty famous vegan. Um, So yeah, we call our our journey vegan-ish because we're about 85% there, I would say. Sometimes we like a little cheese on our pasta and we use some heavy whipping cream. So we're almost there, but um, we just feel so much better being vegan and eating a plant-based diet. It it hasn't been too hard, the transition, but I think the hardest part is just coming up with creative meals and not getting into that rut of eating the same thing, you know, tofu and uh, rice and quinoa. So it's been a journey, but one that I'm really thankful for. Well, good. I, I commend you for that. Um, now, I, I I had to ask that question. I, I'm not vegan, but I definitely <laughs> take care, better care of myself than I did some years ago. I good, uh, good. My listeners know that I've I had a struggle with uh, cholesterol. Uh, some years ago. So I've had to change my diet, change the way my eating habits. And it it was definitely a transition uh, for me. It was a transition for me to just to get me to move from whole milk down to skin milk. So uh, Mm -hmm. I've made some changes there. But you mentioned about that, what the health uh, uh, documentary, I watched that too. So I am definitely making some changes. So I hadn't hadn't got to where you are, but it's very (laughs) encouraging just to hear. (laughs) Yeah, that, we got to take good care of ourselves if we want to have a good, yeah. good physical life. That's so. So, uh, Amaya, yeah. So, Amaya, tell me when when you were in high school, did you know what you wanted to do in life right offhand? Um, I think looking back at it, I knew what I wanted to do, but what I'm doing now is not what I wanted to do in high school. Um, uh-huh. Competing in pageantry just for so long. I grew to love public speaking and just being in front of the camera and being on stage. And so naturally, I think um, my my career path was kind of heading towards journalism. When I was in high school, like you mentioned, my parents, they're just so proactive and, you know, getting yeah. me prepared for my future. So I did a lot of different high school journalism institutes during the summer where I stayed on college campuses and studied and just honed my skills in that aspect. 
Um, and so I thought I was going to be, you know, a sideline reporter, reporting sports. But then I got to Howard and, and things changed a little bit. I think I realized that I did not enjoy being in front of the camera as much as I thought I did. And I loved having a more behind the scenes role. Um, so I came into Howard majoring in journalism my freshman year, but then I switched my major over to public relations because I think it just combined a lot more things that I was passionate about, writing, helping people, talking to people, kind of social media, brand management, putting on events. I mean, there's so many things you can do within the PR realm. So I think to answer your question, I did know what I wanted to do um, coming into high school, but then that just completely changed, which is totally normal. I mean, there's a statistic out there that says so many college students change their major. And luckily for mine, it wasn't too drastic of a change. So I was able to, you know, still be on that trajectory to graduate on time. But, um, you know, just really exploring different things and not being so set in one mindset was important to me to, you know, discover my passion and what I wanted to do with my life. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah, I know for me, uh, my I at one point, I wanted to be a marine biologist. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to study killer whales and sharks until yeah. I came I, I came down to SeaWorld and I saw how big <laughs> Shamu was. Uh, I yes. decided that I did not want to become a marine biologist anymore. <laughs> Uh, then I actually I actually got my BS degree in computer science, believe it or not. But I oh. have been in I've been in finance for the last twenty years. So you're right. Sometimes it takes some time to figure out exactly what you want to do. And even yeah. at the young hey, even at the young age of fifty right now, I'm still trying to figure <laughs> out uh, what I want to do. So I've had mm-hmm. many yep. different hats. So yeah. So well, yeah. good, good. Now you mentioned about uh, the world of pageantry. Now, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit how you got into that. And, you know, sometimes when we look at uh, uh, pageantry, uh, pageants uh, that we see on television, all we think about the glamour, the excitement and all. But kind of give us an insight of your story of being in the pageantry world. Yeah, it's so funny you mentioned that, um, seeing the images on TV of the glitz and glamour, because that's what I saw. And that's what I thought I wanted to do. So at the young age of 10, I would watch shows like Toddlers and Tiaras and Little Miss Perfect. And as a child, I was just very, very girly, Um, loved to dress up and get into makeup. I thought I wanted to be a hairdresser at one point. So I thought pageantry was just the perfect thing to do for me. And because of some of those negative images on TV, my parents were very against it at a young age. They were like, no, we don't feel comfortable. And you know, spending on this money, having you throw on all this makeup. I mean, I was just 10 years old. I was a kid. And so me being very persistent, um, (laughs) I went online and I researched what's called natural pageants. And those pageants do not require contestants to wear makeup. They're very focused on, you know, the, the beneficial aspects of pageantry, the public speaking, the interviewing skills, the community service, um, And so that's something that was really important to my parents. And so they agreed to let me do my very first pageant. It was all the way in Springfield, Illinois. And if you know anything about, you know, geography in Illinois, from where I'm from, Bolingbrook in Springfield is about three, four hours away. So they were like, okay, so we're going all the way down here for you to just get on stage and, you know, put on some (laughs) clothes. They They weren't too receptive and weren't too sure, but 
Right. I think when they saw me on stage kind of come out of my shell, I'm an only yep. child. And so when I was very young, I was so shy. Oh my goodness, so shy. I would hide yep. behind my mom and my dad and just wouldn't want to talk to anyone. But it was like when I stepped on that stage, I was a completely different person. And so I think when they saw that spark that pageantry gave me and just being on stage, they knew it was something um, that they wanted me to continue to do. So with that, I entered into my second pageant. There were about, so at my first pageant, there were about maybe 30 girls in my age division. Okay. I placed third place, so third runner up. Um, okay. I went on to my second pageant. There were a lot more girls, 73, I believe. And I played wow. third one rep again, but this time it was, you know, a lot more contestants and I was just really proud of myself and went yeah. on to my third pageant. I won the state title of Miss Northern Illinois Preteen. And so that pageant had a national pageant in St. Louis, Missouri. And I ended up winning like a really, really high title. So I won a national title. And honestly, wow. from then, I've just been so blessed to stay on this up and up trajectory of just winning titles and having these different experiences through pageantry and um, just being able to share, like I said, my message of, you know, building confidence in young girls and different events in my community. Oh, fantastic. That, I mean, I can only imagine being on the stage for the first time and then you get, <laughs> uh, you, the more you do it, the better you, you, you get and you're able to kind of handle, especially when it, you know, if there were like any question and answer type session, of course, uh, that's mm-hmm. sometimes the most terrifying with a lot of people. And uh, sometimes we sitting in the audience, you know, looking at uh, looking at you or looking at people on the stage like that, and we're thinking, ah, oh, that's not that bad. Well, if you have all those eyes looking at you, <laughs> uh, that can be rather intimidating sometimes. <laughs> I it can only imagine. Now, did you? Is. Yeah. Now, did you have a like a scary moment? through any of this, you know, where it's like, uh oh, I think I just messed up terribly. You ever had any bad moments uh, through your experience? I don't know. I think, well, my parents, they really prepared me to kind of, if I mess up, you know, keep going. I've definitely had my fair share of like tripping on the stage. One pageant, there was um, this big box. So almost like a stair that we had to set down and I like almost completely missed the box and I stumbled on my heels. Uh, I ended up winning, thankfully, but I think the worst, not the worst experience, but one of the times I just thought I did terrible, I came out of my interview, I was crying, um, and, you know, my mom just kind of reassured me and said, you can't get yourself so down, like, you can't get so caught up in your performance and how you did if you prepared the best, and, you know, unfortunately, something, you know, not the best happened before that interview, you kind of have right. to bounce back. So I was just, I don't know. I just was really in my head at the time. I was around 13 at this pageant and thought I'd just blown it, like just blew the whole thing. But I ended up getting first runner up. So right, right. below the queen's title. Um, and so I think that experience taught me that you you really can't let those mistakes get to you um, because right. pageantry is so objective. You know, you have the judges who, all have different opinions, different backgrounds, different experiences. And so um, it, it really just depends on what they're looking for that day. So I guess whatever I did, it wasn't too terrible that I yeah, exactly. blew my chances. So I ended up getting first runner up. But yeah, that was, I mean, gosh, one of the 
I don't know, most down times in my pageant career. I was just so miserable after that interview. Wow, wow. well, good. That, that, that's good that you came out uh, well, e- even in the in the midst of that. Now, mm-hmm. now, switching gears just a tad bit. Now, you right now, you are a busy young lady. I mean, you're you know, currently yeah. in, in in college, attending Howard University. And I love how you describe yourself as a girl boss building her empire. What does that entail? Kind of enlighten all of us tonight, the different things that you're doing um, that would uh, build up as you're building up that empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think girl boss is a term that I've always heard and always, I guess, strive to be. But through starting my blog and just some of the experience that I've had, I've learned to redefine that term. So being a girl boss doesn't always mean you have to have your own business or um, be super rich. I think to me, being a girl boss is being in a specific industry that you're in and just owning it and doing your best and staying in your own lane and just succeeding in whatever industry you may be in. So for me, um, I think when I say I'm a girl boss building her empire, um, I'm just, a college student, a pageant girl, a blogger, all these different things, but I'm building something that is my lasting legacy. So through my blog and business, Sincerely Sinclair, I'm not just, you know, telling people about my life or selling a shirt or a face mask. I'm really empowering other people to uh, be their own girl boss and, you know, succeed in that manner. The sayings on my shirt say, Sincerely a girl boss, and that truly just um, defines who I am and a message that I hope to spread to everyone else. So when I say I'm building my empire, I just mean I am building a lasting legacy that people will remember me by, whether that be through my pageantry titles or through my blog or business or even public speaking and other ventures that I'm looking to build into. Okay. Now, with that said, you know, I know with being in being an influencer because right now you are an influencer. Uh, mm-hmm. I've learned that Amaya, you you're gonna have people, you're gonna have young ladies, young adults, looking at you as an example. And a lot of times, you would never never know that. Do right. you ever feel like? Do you have like any pressure that may come up, upon you with putting forth these positive messages with doing your blog? and you having a following of people, do you ever feel mm-hmm. any pressure uh, with that? I think, to be transparent, I think in the beginning I definitely did. Um, just because I think it was pressure that I put on myself. You know, okay. I have these high expectations for myself and want to perform at a level that sometimes is unattainable. I'll be honest. I set pretty high goals for myself. And so in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm going to pump out two blog posts a week. I want to do these photo shoots and style these outfits to post on my Instagram. And I think that's when I was putting pressure on myself just to be visible, just to get likes, just for people to think highly of me. But when I started to remember why I started in the first place and that was really just to inspire young girls and to spread my message and share my life experiences in hopes to help someone out I think that's when that pressure kind of got relieved because I realized that it was um, the quality over the quantity so even if I couldn't get out however many blog posts I had set for myself that week if I shared 
an inspiring message and someone was able to resonate with it or they commented on my picture and said, wow, I really needed this, then that was success to me. And that's when I started to, you know, push off some of those pressures and just go easy on myself and remember why I started in the first place. Uh, you are you are very wise, uh, to, uh, and I say that uh, genuinely. Knowing your why, uh, it right. has taken mm-hmm. it has taken me many years to get to that point to where I can say I know why I'm doing what I do now. So I commend mm-hmm. you for being able to get that and focus on that even at your age right now. And and knowing that you have it now, it, I can only imagine. Uh, what's in store uh, for you. Now, with that being said, then, how do you see yourself uh, in the next 20 to 30 years from now? We're going to jump way in your future now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. I'll be I'm 21 now, so like 50 or 40. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some, that's some real futuristic, uh, you know, manifestation and stuff. Um, but in general, I try not to put too many pressures on myself or, you know, say I want to, I have to be able to do this by a certain age. So I think at, at that age, 30 years from now, I hope I have a family, you know, just be happy and being with maybe my kids and my husband and just um, truly being in a career or having a career that it doesn't feel like work to me. I think I, I get the most joy in helping people and creating content and writing so if I can be able to combine all of my passions into a career and just be thriving in it, I think that'll be, you know, success for me. And also maintaining my business, my businesses, uh, maybe some plural in there. So, yeah, I think just continuing just to be the best person I can be, expand my reach, expand my platform, being able to, you know, maybe even be a household name. Um, that would be awesome. Hopefully a farm with USA. I don't know. So many things come to mind, but I think just ultimately being happy and being able to still reach the lives of many. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Now, <laughs> I have to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Who, who or what uh, is your greatest inspiration or your greatest influencer? Hmm. Yeah, I think the way I have crafted um, my social media, like who I'm following, is that Uh everyone who I'm following is pouring into me in some way, whether they realize it or not. So a lot of times I look to different influencers that I follow, even pastors that I follow for inspiration. So two people who come to mind are definitely a part of uh, Transformation. He is the pastor of Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but he's built this community across the globe, honestly, of just people who he inspires and he uplifts by just um, representing God to the lost and found through transformation in Christ. That's his, his motto of his church. So definitely Pastor Michael Todd. Um, a few other influencers, Maddie James. She is an influencer. She has three kids and a husband, and she lives in Atlanta. But I think one of the reasons I'm so drawn to her is because Um, she's just so passionate in everything that she does. She empowers other women and tells people about not only fashion, you know, the cool stuff that we see on social media, but about books and daily devotionals and managing your time wisely. So I'm a really big fan of her. And I think the last person that comes to mind is 
another influencer by the name of Kayette Rita. She um, lives in Chicago, actually, but she came to Chicago from Ghana for a better life. She went to college, and now she's like a top executive at Facebook and Instagram. Oh, and lastly, I will have to say just my peers. Um, my peers at Howard University are some of the most high-achieving, inspiring people that I know, and they not only push me, but, you know, they push everyone else just to succeed. I think one thing that I love about Howard and just HBCU communities in general is that we want to see everybody win, and we know that there's room for all of us at the top, so I think really they inspire me seeing their accomplishments a lot of times. People talk of like imposter syndrome and comparing yourself, but to me, that's motivation. If I see my peer land an internship opportunity or be featured in a magazine or maybe even do a radio show like this, it really yeah. inspires me to um, just be even greater and to be happy for them. So those are a, few, are a few of the people who inspire me and motivate me just to be who I am daily. Good, cool. Now, tell me this. And now, of course, with COVID-19, of course, this has really rocked uh, everyone's world in some form or fashion. Yes. Uh, and of course, with the changes in the business world, unfortunately, lives being lost. Uh, we've had a lot to go on over the last year. Mm-hmm. How have you been able to stay motivated or how do you stay motivated? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was pretty difficult just because of all of the uncertainty of what was happening. We were completing school online in the hopes of coming back in the fall, and then that got pushed back. So it was it was hard to stay motivated in the beginning, but I think just, just being grateful for the time that I did have, the downtime that I had. I mean, some of the things... Um, and, uh, you know, like you said, COVID-19 has been just so unfortunate for so many people, but I was able to see the silver lining and, you know, finding more time and starting my blog. I think my blog has been pushed back so many years. And now that I kind of had this downtown, I was like, well, I mean, I have nothing but time now. What's really stopping me? So um, I think what motivates me during this tough time is just seeing the silver lining and everything being grateful for every day, for every opportunity that I get, and remembering those goals that I've set for myself, whether that be personally, spiritually, professionally, educationally, keeping those at the at the top of my mind every day. Okay. All right. Now, let's get into some of these uh, life lessons, uh, some things that you can share with us that you have learned over the pa- over your past experiences. And mm-hmm. you know, what have you learned? What are some things that you can share with us tonight? How you've overcome different setbacks and different disappointments uh, over the course of your life? If you can kind of share some of those life lessons. For sure. Yeah. So I'll tell a little story, a little background story. During my time as Miss Illinois Teen USA, um, I was, of course, a title holder in my home state of Illinois, but also a freshman at Howard University, so living in D.C. full-time, and I really had to, you know, fly back and forth for appearances and travel for different pageant preparation things, so I think that experience of just having to be on my own for the first time and not having my parents always reminding me of things and then going through my first year of college, 
as a title holder, it was a lot, but I think really taught me the importance of um, self-discipline and time management, <laughs> definitely being okay. a good steward of my time and staying focused and staying on track. And it also taught me that not everything has to be done alone. Like I don't have to do everything by myself. Like I mentioned before, I'm an only child. So naturally I'm pretty independent um, and seek to do things by myself. But there are a lot of things during that year where I'm like, okay, I need some help. Like I cannot, I can't do every single thing. So relying on my friends at the time, my roommates were very, very supportive. Um, relying on my parents, even though they were uh, thousands of miles away, they still okay. helped where they could. And then also my pageant directors, they were super helpful, just really understanding of the things that I had going on and looked to support me in any way. So I think if um, people my age and maybe even younger learn to be good stewards of their time and learn to ask for help if they need it, then they'll be able to avoid some of the mistakes and hardships that I went through. Oh, that's a very good point. And of course I have, I think I told you, I have two daughters. Uh, mm-hmm. She's one. My oldest is a sophomore in Boston and my youngest daughter, uh, she's actually getting ready to go into the military in the United States Air Force. Wow, and nice. I do a lot of, yeah, thank you. I do a lot of speaking with uh, uh, teenagers uh, and just in general and students. But this is two words that, uh, re- as a parent, that used to drive me up the wall. Well, it continues to drive me up the wall because I still hear it every <laughs> now and then. Is those two those two words is I know, and I like how you <laughs> said that you you're willing to ask for help. I think that is so critical. A lot of times we think that we have to do things by ourselves, and even as an mm-hmm. adult. Uh, sometimes we fall into that, uh, that we don't want to ask for help sometime, or we think that we can just do everything by ourselves. And there's right. nothing wrong with asking for help. It, mm-hmm. it, it eliminates so many things off of your plate when you do ask for help. You can get more insight, advice, a better way of doing things, a better way to think about doing things. So very good point there. Right. I love what you said there about asking for help there. Thank you. And I think during the freshman year, like it was little things that just took a lot of the burden off of me, whether that be, um, so a lot of times for the national competition, Miss Team USA, we had to submit videos of us talking. And so, you know, of course I could record it, but why not just take some of that pressure off myself and ask a friend who is more than willing to help me record or another one of my friends, um, she's just really into fashion and sometimes I don't have time to get different outfits for events that I'm doing. So I'll just text her, hey, do you mind picking out a few outfits for me? And um, you would be surprised that people are just so willing to help you, so willing to support you on whatever journey you're on and just help out in the little ways. And that really is what meant the most to me. You'd be surprised. Okay, good. Now I have to ask this question here. Uh, Are you a good money manager? (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I am learning to be. I, I really am learning to be. I'm getting to the point um, where I'm starting to make uh, a little bit more money than I did in high school at my little retail job. Um, yeah. And so ha- setting up a credit card, I recently did that. 
having a savings account. And then my mom set me up on stash.com to set up some stocks. So, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hopefully, maybe you can provide me with some tips as a young, you know, college student about to enter into the real adulthood world. Hey. Absolutely. I put like this. This is not to hey, this is not to knock anybody else, but uh Amaya is a little bit uh special to me because I know her parents <laughs> very, very well. We go way, way, way back. So of course, Amaya, anything you need in that area, I'd be more than happy to assist in for sure. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now tell tell us as we're coming down, we we got a few minutes here. What advice can you give? to your peers and maybe even to young girls right now, you know, mm-hmm. that are maybe facing just different issues. I mean, they're going through life, uh, coming into maturity at a certain age, certain phase of life. What advice can you leave with my younger listeners uh, based upon your experiences? Yeah, I think this is just a really uh, difficult time right now. Not only are younger students and um, peers and females having to navigate like the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, but just with the involvement that we've seen with social media and different pressures to live up to, it can be a lot. And my heart goes out to every single person who's either suffering or feels like they're not enough. Um, I've been in that place too, but one thing that really helped me and one thing that I fall back on is just knowing my purpose, knowing why I'm here in this world. For me, my purpose is to just help people, to inspire people, specifically young girls um, who look like me, young African-American girls. So um, I think one piece of advice I would give is just to know your purpose and operate in it. Sometimes we we run away from our purpose because, because it scares us in whatever way it may. Um, I think when I was in middle school, I got into public speaking and doing things like this, but none of my peers were really doing that at that age, so I kind of shied away from it. But when I found that I just completely walked in that purpose and owned it, like I said, I was a girl boss staying in my own lane and just being successful, that's when I found true happiness and true fulfillment. I think sometimes some young girls look to other outside factors to like their whatever it may be. Um, And so once you find that true purpose and know what makes you happy and what brings you joy, then I promise you, you know, your life will just be so successful and those positive vibes and good people and good fortunes, they will naturally draw to you. Oh, perfect. Great. Now, what's on the horizon for you in the next six to 12 months? Anything that's uh, new, exciting, or that you can share with us right now? That's maybe in the okay. next six, six to 12 months? Yeah. Yeah. So as of, I want to say almost a month now, I am the reigning Miss Illinois Collegiate America. So I'm a title holder within the high school America pageant system. So um, okay. I will be competing in Little Rock, Arkansas. June 20th through the 25th at the national competition for the title of Miss Collegiate America and just so excited to be on a new pageant journey. This is a new system for me. I love everything that the system stands for. They speak out against anti-bullying and I was a victim of bullying and they truly support 
young college girls on their path to, you know, obtain a higher education. So, yes, I'll be competing in a national pageant this summer. Um, hopefully, I've been, like, going back and forth on a lot of different internship programs and interviews. So, hopefully, I'll be at a large entertainment or sports company. Um, announcements are forthcoming with that. And just yeah. continuing my journey through my blog and my business and, of course, at Howard as a student. It's crazy to believe I'll be graduating, like, next year, 2022. So wow. <laughs> definitely growing up, adulthood is coming at me really fast, but I'm ready for it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, and I, I always say this, too. Red or not, it's coming anyway. <laughs> it is. It definitely uh, yeah. time slows down for no one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, fantastic. That's it, it. Sounds very exciting, and of course, we wish you well uh, with you. the pageant uh, coming up in June, and any and all of your future uh, endeavors. Much success. Uh, anything that I can do, or we can do here from a show standpoint, and for me personally, you just let 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 me know. Uh, we'll be more than happy to help in any way that we can with you. Will do. Will do. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how can uh, people follow you? If you can kind of provide, uh, of course, give me your website at your mm-hmm. your your company, but also provide your social media contacts and all. My website, www.sincerelysinclair.com. Um, you can find my email on there, my business phone number, and then all my social media platforms. So on Instagram, my personal is the Amaya Sinclair. My business, um, my apparel line, is Shop Sincerely Sinclair on Instagram. And then with the pageantry side of everything, I'm on Instagram as Miss Illinois Collegiate America. So I'm kind of all over the place, but usually in one of those areas, uh, you can find me. You can get in contact with me. Perfect, perfect. Well, Amaya, this was an absolute delight and joy uh, to have you here on the show. I really appreciate you sharing your life story, uh, sharing uh, great information, not only for young adults, but for us older, a little bit older people as well. So thank you so much for being here tonight. No problem. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me again. I enjoyed this conversation. Well, good. Thank you so much. Well, everybody, that's a wrap. I want to say thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, you can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But you can also reach me on my website at shipmanconsulting.com. That's shipmanconsulting.com. And I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. But before we go out, you know I always have to play a little bit of smooth jazz music. Check out this tune by Mr. Richard Elliott. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.